Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, folks. Welcome once again to the Hurtwood Muse podcast. How are you doing out there? How's everything going? You all right? Great. Yeah, no, that's really good. Yeah, no, no, that sounds, yeah, that sounds really good. Okay, so today we've got a conversation between Mia and her friend Mila talking about the epic TV series uh, George R. R. Martin's Game of Thrones, their mutual love of the series, their favourite kind of seasons within Game of Thrones, the things they liked about it, the things they despaired of, the end, the entire end of the story, Sam. Um, suffice to say, if you haven't watched Game of Thrones, there is an absolute glut a veritable slew of spoilers in this episode so if you haven't watched game of thrones and you think it might be something that you'd like to dig into you might want to consider spending you know however long it is 70 80 hours of your time doing that first and then make sure that you come back and spend 30 minutes of your time listening to the hurtwood news podcast that'd be brilliant thank you thank you um they also talk a little bit about House of Dragons, the prequel season uh, which has just launched or is on like maybe its third episode, I think. It hadn't come out, uh, this conversation was recorded just before the summer, so it hadn't come out when Mia and Mila were having this conversation, but they do talk about some of the nuts and bolts of it, the origins of the prequel series and some of their like hopes and expectations. At some point, about three quarters of the way through the conversation, Mila's mobile phone runs out of battery apologies for that uh she does come back in she does come back into the conversation at the end though so they both get to do a sign off together and several appearances from of course the very squeaky door if you enjoy this stuff and you're actually listening to it uh, even a bit of it then congratulations well done uh, you're one of about a hundred people in the world. It's a very elite crew. Um, if you are a student at Hertwood House School or indeed an ex-student of Hertwood House School and would like to get involved in the podcast or like to come on to have a conversation, then please do get in touch with me, Sam, or my colleague Louise, who helps to run, uh, brilliantly helps me to run a lot of the Muse stuff at Hertwood. Otherwise, We'll carry on without further ado and listen to a conversation between Mia and Mila about Game of Thrones. Until next time, folks. Bye! Okay, sorry Sam. Okay, let's get into this. <laughs> so, um, hi Muse. I'm Mia Rosan and this is Milena Kazimierowicz. She's my friend on the phone from Poland and we're here to tell you about Game of Thrones. Milena? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes, we are. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> and yeah, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, okay. So, first of all, let's start off with Game of Thrones Season 1. Like, do you know what? Let's weave into the seasons, okay? Okay. Season 1. What the hell is going on? You must find... Like, when I watched it, I was like, this is so boring. Like, what's going on? And we're I think, also 11, though, so... Well, yeah, I was 11, but, like, even now I have trouble with Season 1. Um, I did think that... Jamie pushing Bran off the castle while he was having 
intercourse with his sister and then saying the things I do for love was like really funny. Yeah, that was that was hot though. Me? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um yeah, and then like eh, I didn't really like it. I didn't like season one, but then I think that season two Really? No. It was boring. Oh my god, I love season one. I mean the first time I watched it, I had similar thoughts like you did because I you know what? It's you're just pushed into it. You don't know anything about the TV show, don't know about anything. There is nothing, nothing that eases you into it. You're just in the middle of a plot that is like children throwing from towers and like some murder is happening and dragons out of nowhere. But when I watched it for the second time, it's like quite on my face, if I have to be honest. It's like my third favorite season. I don't know. Well, I just, I find it too slow and I don't. How do I say okay, this? But the I di- don't really. Is ama- like, the dialogue is amazing, though. Like maybe it's a bit slow, but like the way they, it's okay. Maybe it's just me. No, no, no. I think it's just me. But I'm just saying, like, if you're <laughs> gonna watch Game of Thrones for the first time, you have to know that season one maybe isn't the fastest season, and you know you're expecting like oh, yeah, dragons and like wars, and like yeah, you will get hold door, hold door, but that's like in season four, so you just gotta wait a bit. But like, exactly. they have cool battles. And, like, what I like is that from the beginning, they introduced the Night Walkers. That's the first scene in Game of Thrones. It's the Night Walkers. And they kind of just yeah, toss it aside so cool. for, like, three seasons. Yeah, exactly. And then, okay, this is how I was so mad about how they did that in, second, in like, the eighth season, the last season. Because it was the first scene. So it was clearly meant to be really important. But then, like, in the middle, they kind of changed their mind. Yeah, I think it would have been better, for example... Uh, because in season eight, for those who don't know, the big battle, which was like between the Night Walkers and the actual normal people, is in episode three, and then it's solved. So then you kind of have the yeah, other conflict, it. which is like who's gonna sit on the Iron Throne. But it's not that big a deal compares in comparison to the fact of like a dead army, you know. Which actually funny, this TV show and the whole book series, uh, George R. R. Martin uh, like wrote it to present how power works and how actually. It doesn't work and how it's you have to like fight for it and it doesn't really make sense about who is the one who you know got the throne who is the one in power when there is a bigger bigger threat like night walkers so the the fact that they just solve it in like the third episode of the last season and never talked about it ever again it was just disrespectful uh, doesn't sit right with me it's just disrespectful and then you like the whole meaning of you know how it was supposed to like teach you a lesson about how power works and how humans are just corrupted turn into you know okay let's solve it in third season and move on with the plot. No, yeah, actually though, and then it's like I prefer like I think personally for the battles, what would have been really cool is if they first like attacked King's Landing and like tried to get to the Iron Throne like Daenerys, but. In the middle of that, guess who comes around? The Night Walkers. I thought I think that would have been so funny because then it's like you're double. Can't say that word. I'm cursing. Um, but it's like you know, just kind of like a double yeah. tr- double trouble situation, like a <laughs> like know. a menage also, a trois kind of thing. <laughs> when you said, um, you know, the battle, and I wanted to make a joke. Oh, what battle? I couldn't see it because the episode was so dark. <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about yeah, the it. episode Everybody was so dark, you couldn't it. see anything. 
Exactly. Everybody who didn't watch it at 3 a.m. European time, you know, in the night, had no idea what was going on. I watched it in a day and I was so confused. I watched it during I the night. I didn't see anything. No, I watched it during the night, but then when I was rewatching it, I couldn't see anything. And the thing is, like, they do a lot of, like, you know, those wide shots where they show, like, Winterfell getting attacked. And they're supposed to be, like, night walkers there, but you just can't see them you if you're not them. in the yeah, dark. you have to be in a black hole to see anything that is happening in this episode, I swear to God. Yeah. But there's this really funny scene where, like, the kind of king of the night walkers, like, stares at Daenerys. Like, he smirks at her when he, like resuscitates her like dragon that was just like iconic so i'm just saying like if you're gonna stand anyone in game of thrones definitely stun the night walkers i'm kidding of course if you do that you're an awful person um but also at the same time if you think about it okay like think about it period say yeah people are fighting 24 7 they are killing each other you know the you know the quote that like i think that is in like third season i'm not sure like the series says that he says that People do not care who sits on the Iron Throne. Yeah. They just want peace, you know, because yeah. there are kings over there killing each other, but because of all the wars, like the peasants are poor and they don't have food to eat. So if you think about it, the ice workers, the community, they have that. It's a bit cozy. You know, everybody matters. I mean, you know, okay. they do have like a hierarchy, but as far as I can tell, they're vibing. And yeah, exactly. the whole Everybody's thing of Game of Thrones happy. is it's like the game for the throne. It's just like humans fighting each other whilst the Nightwalkers are just like chilling and like attacking people together. Yeah, so wanna, to be fair though, I do... But they want to kill everybody together. I think yeah. this is what matters. I, I think that it's a very philanthropic goal of theirs and I, I definitely agree <laughs> with it. I think that the philosophy there is kind of just like snatched. Um, but yeah, so I want to talk, yeah. talk about something. Your best season? Oh, okay. What's your favorite season? My favorite season? I think it's not at all a popular opinion because it's everybody's favorite season. And that is the fourth one. Because the it's third mid. One, it's so mid. That, this is just you, bro. You have like weird opinions. Anyways. I think season so seven said. The third one is amazing. Okay. We all know that. Yeah, that's true. But the fourth one is like the third one, but better. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same vibe it's a similar plot you know the is still in just like you know helping the slaves and stuff uh, they have the similar problem with marjorie and the new king and you know the king's landing john snow what was the john snow doing actually i'm not sure no, was somewhere you, in the i think he was in the night watch still i think as long as like john snow stayed in the night watch it was like okay you know this is how you can mark how the seasons were but doing, i think right? i think season six was great it was it was okay well that's I my favorite season was... i retract season seven i heard it was a shit season uh season was six was great okay uh, I, in my ranking sam please beep us because i'm obsessed with games after all so of course i have a ranking on my phone my favorite is the fourth one then we have the third one then we have the sixth one then the first one second seven five then we have like the fifth one was just it was boring in my opinion but this is i don't know maybe just me and then the dead last we have eight uh you know what like i think mine i i don't have like a like a whole thing like you do but i know that my first favorite season is season six and then my second is season three and then my third is season four 
I feel like yeah. that era was just really good for Game of Thrones. It was. Yeah. But, like, I just want to talk about Cersei and how she's the perfect villain. Like, Oh, my God. She's, I think... The best. Like, my favorite villain I have ever seen on screen, on, like, book paper, anywhere. No, she's the and best. She's the because best she's perfectly be- written. And you know what's funny? What? In the books, she's not actually... Okay, so... In the TV show, like in the TV show, it is kind of presented like Cersei is like a father tyrant, but a woman. But in the books, she thinks like she's her father, but a woman. You know what I mean? Like nobody else thinks that. Just Cersei, she's so full on herself, and she's a bit stupid in the books. Well, in the TV show, she's amazing, and I think it was one of the best ever changes they made. Yeah, and I definitely think that the way that she kept, for example, like, a sign I really liked, because, yes, she has done a lot of terrible things, but you do somehow end up with, like, having empathy for her, even though she, like, killed exactly. every... But that's the thing. The woman killed all of her children, and yet you still feel bad for her. Exactly. The thing is with Games of Thrones is that, like, you don't really... You have, like, the, the characters that are called, like, honorable... You know what I mean? Quote, honorable. Like, Ned Stark, Rob Stark, Jon Snow. Like, the characters that you like, everybody likes, because there is nothing to hate about them. Yeah. They do be acting stupid from time to time, but you like them, most of all. But there are, like, four characters, like, this was the whole eight season. But, well, most of them are kind of grayish. You know, they do bad things, and they do real things. And this is kind of how you also like them, because they seem more human. Cersei, you know? She's supposed to be the evil the villain of the story but yet you are out there sympathizing with her no actually though i just think i wanted to say one of the parts i like i think my favorite cersei just throw up in general is how after the walk of shame she like kept her hair short oh that was such a badass movie that was amazing that was amazing because it's like you can high key weave in a bit of like feminism in there and it's just like you're so conflicted you're so conflicted yeah, because she was kind of playing the role of this, like, you know, she was using her femininity as one of her powers, you know, she was using this kind of role as, like, being a smart kind of wife, a mother, you know, anybody that knew her better knew that she was a, not a best human being, let's put it that way, but from the outside looks, it kind of seems perfect. And then it was this time when, you know, nobody was that could sit on a throne, you know, nobody was left. All of her children were dead. Her husband was dead. So she was like, well, it's my turn now. And, you know, she went full into her, like, Vita the era. (laughs) No, she really did. She really, really did. Um, So, like, real quick, why do you think that, like, Game of Thrones is such, like, a famous show? Like, what is it about this? Because, like, dragons and stuff, it's not necessarily, like, mainstream. So what makes Game of Thrones, like, such a great show? And, like, the I fact that it's the biggest show on Earth. Like, what what okay. is it about it? What do you think? So, I feel like there are two types of fans of Games of Thrones. There are the fans that are here, like, for the naked women, dragons, uh, violence, stuff like this. Um, and this is, like, this also, when I finished Games of Thrones, everybody was like, watch the Vikings, watch the Vikings. And I was like, okay, I will watch it if it's, like, Games of Thrones. And then it was exactly like the side of games of thrones that i was just kind of there you know sitting like like as a feminist just kind of trying to ignore it you know what i mean <laughs> the, you know what it was just so, like 
one eye closed. You know, I'm trying to ignore it over there. And just like the whole TV show made of this. And then there's the other. And I feel that the best part of Game of Thrones, and also why it's the best popular, the most popular TV show on the planet right now, at least, because Euphoria do be going strong recently. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, because the writing, and it's nothing like you ever watched before, and never like you ever will watch ever again. What I mean by that is that usually TV shows are predictable in a way that you have the main character, and the main character, even if he's like a die or life situation, he will live. Okay, he, if he's, you know, the good guys win, the bad guys are bad, so they have to lose, we have to teach them a lesson. But in the case of Trump, everything is sort of like in real life, but make it fantasy, is though you have to face consequences of your actions, and you have the main character of the TV show, which was the Ned Stark in first season, die, not even in the 10th episode, you know, the final episode, but the 8th episode. Not even the final one. You know, like, it's not important at all. We move on with the story. But it was the main character. And everybody was just so shocked. And I think this is what makes things of Thrones. You know, if you make mistakes, you have to face them. Yeah, and it's I think, a like... a consequential TV show with a really good writing. Yeah, and I think, like, okay, a part that people could love but could also hate, it depends on who you are, is literally just how complex it is. It's it's harder exactly. to understand than the uh, the entirety of the Marvel MCU. Okay, it's harder than that, because you just have like family and uh, also remember incest that just makes the family so much more trickier. And oh please, the Targaryens. The Targaryens do be loving their incest. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, really though. Um, but yeah, I think just like the complexity of everything, and then also being able to say yeah, I understand who is who like that's a flex if you ask me because it is a massive flex because i started watching it when i was 11 so i didn't figure everything out like put the pieces together until i was 14 to be honest i still don't really understand everything no some characters the side characters like i know that they're there i know that they're cool they're relevant i like them i don't like them i cannot tell you who they are bro their names their names so complicated you like, know how obsessed Varys. I am with Games of Thrones, right? Yeah. When I was rewatching it the last time, I think it was something like last year, I realized that I was saying uh, Rob Stark's wife's name wrong. Yeah. I watched this TV show fourth time, and the entire time I thought her name was like Tylina? I'm not sure. But I, it was so far off, the first letter was correct, the idea was dead, but it was the wrong name. Yeah. Which is just absurd, because you know how, I lo- how much I love the TV show? Yeah, no, definitely. I, I, like, I can't tell you half of the people's names. I just know, oh, I like them, oh, I don't like them. And I can tell you what they did, and where they're at, and who they're friends with, and everything, but I cannot tell you their name, or what their relationship is towards their family like you exactly. really have like you really have like the main people of the families and then the rest is kind of just like a little bit of a mix and match like a find charlie kind of situation um <laughs> yeah but also when you because i think that like george R. R. martin was put on this earth to ride games of thrones like and the, it was his goal in life you know like his mission it was his main goal his mission 
because I feel like even if this man would want to write anything else, he wouldn't be able. He, I think he wrote close like a 30 books in the Song of Ice and Fire series. And because of that, it's even more complex. Because when you had just Games of Thrones, it was already, like, it was complicated enough. But then you have, like, oh, actually, there was this, like, crazy thing, crazy battle happening 200 years ago that is somehow relevant to what is happening in the fifth season or whatever. Yeah, no, it's just, it's very complicated. But, like, that leads me on to the next thing. Game of Thrones has obviously been finished because their season eight was their final season. But we as an audience, are going to receive House of Dragon, which I know nothing of. I just know it's the Targaryens. Uh, but Malenka over here knows everything about it. So, Malenka, please do please do explain. Also, of course, maybe not speak for 10 minutes. But please do explain <laughs> what House of Dragon is. Okay. So, in Games of Thrones, they actually talked about this uh, time period that is happening. And there was, I feel like in fifth season, Stannis was talking to his daughter. I think it was Stannis. And she was reading a book. And in the book, it was about the song, uh, no, the Dance of the Dragons. What it was. It was a civil war between Targaryens. Because back in the days, there, was, there were no like Lannisters who were fighting over power. There were just Targaryens and other Targaryens because they were the only ones in the power and because of the incest, really big family, blah, 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 blah. So there was this, uh, there was a civil war, basically, and it ends because they killed... Why is it the, the dance of the dragons? That's what I mean. Because it ended with them killing all the dragons. And the TV show... Daenerys kind of explains how the dragon, how she's the only one with a dragon by like the fact that they abuse them, use them in like battles. So I will be finishing up what Malenka said because her phone ran out of battery and we're almost reaching time. So I'd like to say that basically in uh, the book, the dragons are killed and that starts a lot of conflict and House of uh, Targaryen and of Dragon is just going to focus on that war and the origins of the Targaryen family, which is Daenerys' family, the main character, um, who ultimately does go mad in the last episode for no reason at all. Um, and so, yeah, we are very happy and um, thankful if you listen to this whole thing, especially you, Sam, bless you for having to edit that. Um, oh, Malenka's back, so um, let me get her in to say goodbye. Um, I don't know you cut off, but basically I explained it. Uh, do you just want to say like goodbye to people, or do you have anything more to say? Go well to Tyler. It's amazing. Mia, you should actually find out what the TV show is about, because it's shameful, because you are the biggest Games of Thrones fan. You are. I'm the second one. Okay, okay. And I can't wait to watch it with you on your actually birthday. Is it going to be on my birthday? Like, my, my birthday? It might be. It, I'm, I'm not sure. It's either 20... Uh, 20 mm, it's fine, third? it's fine. If it's on my birthday, it's okay, because I'll be crying, so I need a distraction. Um, oh my god, okay. or 20... The second, I'm not sure. Okay. So, yeah. Well, bye-bye. Thank you very much for listening. Ta-ta. Love you. Goodbye. People, whoever yeah. you are. Love you. Exactly. Yeah, bye. Bye, Sam. Okay, to było fajne. Yeah, that was cool. Okay. Yeah.